When I was a boy, I first saw Thunderbirds, Stingray, and Joe 90, many more. Now I like to watch in random order. What will be this week? Let's find out. Ooh la la la, it's the randomizer. Ooh la la la, filled with all that stuff. Ooh la la la, press the big red button. Ooh la la la, pick a random show. Most of what we see is quite exciting. Some of it is torchy, never mind. Talk a bit about it, make some comments. Hope that people like it. Ooh, what's this? Ooh la la la, here's the printout now. Ooh la la la, let us take a look. Ooh la la la, and we've got some stingray. Ooh la la la, and it's sea of oil. So, from an early episode of Captain Scarlet, we go to an early episode of Stingray with Sea of Oil, and I'm trying to remember when I first saw this. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it the first time the BBC broadcast the show. Possibly I saw it as part of a series of uh, summer repeats that the show had on BBC Two during the school holidays. Uh, but I'm not sure. I definitely saw it. Keep it going! Keep it going! When Channel 5 had a Jerry Anderson Day, the uh, Mr. Thunderbird documentary they showed, but uh, in the lead up to that, uh, which was shown at 8 o'clock, they showed several Anderson episodes throughout the day, and this was chosen as the representative episode of Stingray. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that was the best choice. Goes. It's not a standout landmark episode of the show, it's totally decent, but um, it, was, it was shown um, between... Space 1999, um, which of course, you know, if you're going to pick a, a great classic episode of Space 1999, you've got to pick the Tabor, haven't you? And uh, after this, they showed uh, Joe 90, Most Special Agent. We've started! It was strange, actually, having grown up with the Anderson shows on the BBC to suddenly see them on, on Channel 5, of all places. But yes, this was... Uh, so, so I recorded those, uh, those broadcasts and... Um, Come to think of it, I think I probably still have the second half of the the Sea of Oil broadcast that I taped um, backed up to digital somewhere. My goodness. Anyway, I have waffled over, as is my way. Stop the drilling! These guys, well, this guy and some off-screen voices have, uh, they're on a drilling rig. They're starting drilling. Hey, Jack! But the drill's going a bit wobbly. Sure can! Let's get out of here! And they, they, yeah, they're not going to stick around for the, it's getting very wobbly. Ooh. Got the dinghy free! Ooh, Chris. This uh, breakup of the rig on the puppet set. Station some of it looks quite nice, and other times you can sort of sense off screen wires kind of pulling, that the ladder just sort of jumps off the deck with a bit of a. There's a launch on the way! A, a flourish. I hear press. Yeah, be right with you. I want to collect the charts. It's interesting comparing this oil rig destruction to uh, a later similar sequence in Fire at Rig 15. Anyway. The rig is just falling to bits, but luckily, uh, Preston and his off-screen chums have got a launch from which they can escape. Yes, of course, we're coming up on the destruction of the rig, which was mined for clips in the opening titles. So it is quite an iconic shot of the rig. Uh... Well, this one, does it tip over or does it... 
explode. Yeah, this one just collapses, yeah. So that shot is briefly seen in the opening titles. It's not quite as spectacular as a shot of what I guess is the same model, where the entire tower just leaps into the air. But it's still a very nice special effect. And uh, we get this shot of um, some plans in the water. Zoom in on those, it all goes a bit fady. And when we come to Marineville, we resume with a shot of those same plans. And the camera refocuses. It's an interesting transition, but the shot of Marineville in between kind of spoils it. Just the noise, and then the drilling rig falls to pieces. It's not my fault. You can say that again. The first and second time, okay. This is a coincidence. The third time, <laughs> no sir. Yeah. Well, uh, have you considered gross incompetence on the part of you and your men? Well, thanks, Commander. Sure can use it. We can afford another failure. This is pretty important, eh? Important? With the oil fields becoming exhausted every day? This is top priority. Well, okay, calm down, calm down. You don't come into Marineville and tell us what to do, buddy. But I do like episodes like this, and again, Fire at Rig 15, where they mention the fact that all these incredible vehicles, they need fuel to operate them. It's not just plug a nuclear reactor into them and, and that's the end of it. Power of Atlanta. Power from Stingray. PWOR. Yes, third episode in production order, Sea of Oil. Your old man agreed to your coming on this trip. And Atlanta's along for the ride. Is anyone that you'll need a surface base. Besides, why should Marina have all the fun? Oh, Marina looks thoroughly cheesed uh, off. Yeah, well, it's nice to have you along. I guess. Uh, uh. H6, 600 knots. Oh, Marina's actually got her sad blinking face on. She doesn't want Atlanta here. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, there's a, that's a nice shot. I've always liked of Commander Shaw, but on Blu-ray now you can see, again, there's a human hand assisting his arm to yawn. We're right on schedule. I suspect that's always been there, but I'm really noticing real human hands a lot in Blu-rays now. I don't mind it, because I would rather leave it in there than have someone come along and say, oh, well, we've, got to, we've got to fix that. Um, I, I like seeing those little... Uh, those little, you know, examples of how the puppets had to be assisted at times. Anyway, it establishes that uh, Stingray has been uh, on the way now for quite some time. To drilling rig number four, I guess. Take her into the rig, Bones. What, right in, Troy? Okay. Hmm. And I like as well that this model has a fairly, de fairly detailed uh, deck. Doesn't quite match up what we see on the puppet stage. Oh, and Atlanta and Marina are sat in the back of Stingray just chatting. Well, Atlanta's chatting. What a beaut. Good to see you, Troy. Bang on schedule. And Miss Shore, this is a pleasant surprise. You're a lucky guy, Troy Tempest. Yeah, I know. So that's our little crew, huh? Well, uh, Mad Quiet. Meet Marina. Wow. <laughs> This guy. It is a real pleasure. He seemed quite professional earlier, and uh, now he's like, oh, women, wow. Marina comes from the sea, Prez. I suppose he's been at sea for a long time. Island woman, huh? <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> well, shall we get Oh, dear, yes. Um, well, I think he's uh, cemented himself there as um, a product of his time, let's say. Uh, the first to make the, oh, silent woman, eh, hoo, hoo, hoo. But, unfortunately, I don't think he was the last. Anywho, let's do some more drilling. 
Keep it going. Stingray from base. You are clear to dive. Base from Stingray. Understood. Here we go. Oh, I notice on the um, the bunks on the back of the uh, office behind Atlanta there, there's some uh, some girly pictures on the wall. Uh, I don't think there's uh, anything too revealing, but that's interesting. I'd, uh, I'll maybe go back and have another look at that later and see if uh, there's anything identifiable there. Anyway, Stingray is now following the drill down to the, uh, the ocean floor. All reading's normal. Let's hope it stays that way. All right, this is where the fun usually starts. Could we be about to destroy oil rig number four? It's all threatening to get a bit exciting. But I don't think it actually will. Oh, no, but wait. Here's a uh, suspicious craft approaching. An alien submarine. And I really like... Getting a signal. And it wasn't... It, was, it didn't often happen with this show. It happened a lot in XL5. Where you have uh, alien vessels that are clearly repurposed aircraft model kits that is clearly some kind of plane but i really like the idea of of that as a maybe subplane or a space plane in xl5 it, it particularly it looked really good i don't think i would like it so much in stingray but as a one off this this sub is quite fun we're making good progress stingray's about to surface now after a routine patrol no incidents to report right keep in touch well, the rig foreman's been hitting on me constantly, but aside from that, nothing to report. Well, no action so far. There was that signal. Yeah, that signal. I'm talking like I heard a ghost. And that's quite ominous. And also, oh, there's the, the sub again. We only saw the, uh, the hands, the alien hands of the uh, person at the controls. Same routine tomorrow? Yeah, okay with me. How about you, Troy? Sure. Hey, look. We've got a visitor. Oh, no. Oink. Oink. I'd forgotten about him. Oh, this is his introduction, isn't it? <laughs> Guess oink. he's sunbathing. <laughs> it's Oink. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, God. I don't think it's his first appearance on the randomizer, but, um, yeah, this is probably a good time to talk about Oink. I don't like him. And I think it is... Firstly, the fact we this show doesn't need an animal around to cause problems and, and be silly. I, I think it works in Supercar to an extent XL5, but here it doesn't work. And I think it's it was quite a good idea. I, I'm glad that they realised that he didn't work and he disappears quite quickly. Of course, unfortunately, with the original Stingray broadcast order in the UK, this was shown near the end of the run, after several episodes where it had already been hanging around for a while. But, hey-ho, that's not the fault of the people who made the show. I also question the fact that uh, nobody raises the idea that Oink might be responsible for all these uh, rig destructions. Say, uh, what happened to Marina? Oh, she said she was going to sit on the deck a while. Yeah, I guess she enjoys looking at the sea. Yeah, yeah, okay, phones. Let's get some sleep. I'm hmm. beat. This is a, a lovely image of Marina sat on the deck as well. Say, Troy, you know what? Good night. I also like that um, Troy and phones have each got the same ashtray on the side of their, their bunk. Uh, yeah, it's just a nice image of um, of Marina on the deck. This image, though, of um, wet footprints on... Well, it's a sort of 
wooden floor deck of Stingray. I think that's meant to be the interior. It certainly can't be the, the, the exterior. But to be honest, I've never really understood how Stingray's interior works. I think it's one of those things like with Skydiver where there's, there's got to be more interior than the model really has room for. Anyway, our alien visitor has snuck aboard Stingray. Marina's heard a splash, so she figures, what the heck? Let's swim after it and see what we can see. Because our alien visitor has very quickly, it would appear, snatched Atlanta. Managed to get her out to the plane. I'm not sure in that case what the splash was. Unless he dragged Atlanta under the water and then stuffed her into the stuffed her into a ship. But his ship is now entering an underwater airlock. I like as well the they hold off revealing the look of the aliens. We just saw Atlanta bound and gagged there, and we just saw a hand working controls next to her. And to conclude this report, Stingray met no interference whatsoever on the first day of the mission. Guess I'd better turn in. I hope they're all sleeping peacefully. Leave anyone on duty? No, no, just abandon the control tower. This is in very early episodes. They seem to forget Lieutenant Fisher was a character who could uh, take over. Whoever it is, tell him I'm in conference. Yeah, it doesn't sound urgent. As a guess, I'd say we've had all the sleep we're going to get. I love the frantic uh, gestures Marina's making here. And here we are in the underwater alien... Uh, well, I hesitate to say city. It, um... Welcome back, Gary. What news of the invaders? I... It looks very nice, very colourful. She will tell us of their plans if she knows what is good for her. Oh, yes, that's it. Atlanta has been kidnapped. By the naughty aliens, who I should uh, point out have uh, also snuck a, a bomb onto the side of Stingray. This way, Troy. Uh, what's going on? You mean to say she went over the side? Ooh. She fell in. No. Then did someone take her? Is it that seal? I'm going to have that seal. Marina, you lead the way. Don't you understand? We're not invaders. We just want oil. We would have let you take all the oil had you just asked. We are peace-loving people. You would have nothing to fear. We have That's why we planted a bomb on your ship. I do like the idea, though, that uh, one moment we have a, a genuinely friendly, helpful alien race who would have given the humans everything they wanted had they just asked, as they said. Lost for them. I planted a bomb on their sea ship. It's nice that they did this very early in production order. We have two episodes of Titan, evil underwater alien stuff, and then, oh, no, wait, they're not all like this under the sea. Uh, just most of them. Yes, we've covered uh, one of my favourite episodes, The Lighthouse Dwellers, previously on the Randomizer, which again has uh, friendly aliens who uh, take against the Stingray crew following a misunderstanding. Oh, that's it. Stingray's pulling away from the rig. I like how the, the, the lighting on the Stingray set has been reduced to look like it's taking place at night. Flood cue. Flood cue. Oh, as soon as they go down, that bomb's gonna go kablooey. Stop the dive, blow cue. What's wrong? Service video scan has failed. We'll have to check it out. Oh, no. Oh, shucks. Well, what could be blocking the uh, surface video scan? Oink, oink. Oh, it's that little pest again. He must have been in front of the oink, SVS lens. Oink, oink. 
holding up a bomb. It's a sticker bomb. Prepare for crash dive. This ocean scan. Hmm. So Oink uh, is saving the day. Uh, I still say, you know, I feel like uh, Atlanta in the second episode. You know, maybe, maybe he's just a spy sent here to destroy us. Possible. Our radios work on an entirely different principle to yours. Uh, well, different principle to radio. Okay. I could only assume that they meant to destroy us. I like the look of this these these aliens, particularly the leader, with with the beard. These sort of just dangling um, strands of of thread for a beard. Anyway, the bomb's gone, but Stingray's all right. Yeah, but that little seal that warned us wouldn't have stood a chance. Hooray! Well, thank goodness he could have become a regular. Ca oh God, he's still here. How did he get in here? I don't know, but I'm sure glad he did. Said no one ever, because he's a very creepy-looking puppet. Yeah, the puppet is uh, unfortunate. I... I'm just so glad that they didn't go down the, the comedy am animal route with this show. I'm truly sorry. They trial it for a few episodes, it doesn't work, and then we forget about it. There is a strange... And that's for the best, really. Approaching. It must be Stingray. No, it is a seal. A brave, heroic seal. Which way, Marina? They are coming directly towards us. Their equipment must be able to follow our trail. <laughs> it's just Marina's got a very good sense of direction. What will he do? Well, I guess he'll open it with explosives. <gasps> then our city is doomed. The mighty oceans will flood in. And all two of us will die. I know I go on about that with Stingray underwater civilizations, but it would be nice if if you got some sense that there was more to this city than just one room. We use your ship, but Stingray's missiles will destroy our small craft. Oh, we've got no choice. If you'll take the chance, I'll come with you. But if we stay here, we'll all die. Lovely lighting in this scene as well, from the, the reflection of the control panel on Atlanta's face, but I also like so much of Lois Maxwell's performance in this episode. That's it. They're deploying their little seaplane. I love this thing. Open the airlock. Atlanta and uh, alien number two going out to try and uh, stop Stingray from blowing them up. I'm getting that signal again. Guess we'll give them something to think about. Prepare to launch Sting missiles. Whoa. We'll let them think about it for a split second before they explode. That'll teach them. We're closing the gap fast. It's a wonder humanity wasn't at war with uh, underwater aliens long before this. Green 2-9, 2,000 yards. I'm getting them loud and clear. Sting missiles on standby. Horizontal hydroplanes, four degrees right, right. Check. But I do love, again, as I said, with uh, not only having friendly aliens, but also it's not just one race of aliens that, that we, we've got a whole... We've, we've now got a whole world of uh, underwater creatures and communities that are, have been here potentially as long as, as humanity. I, I just find that a fascinating idea. If they fire their missiles, we just won't stand a chance. We'll be blown to pieces. 750? 700? Oh, so what are they going to do? Well, again, thank goodness they brought Atlanta along. Only we could make them understand we're not a hostile craft. I've got it. Of course. Phones will be listening into the noise of our motors. Can I control the power of our motors? Yes, here. Well, here's hoping. Hey, a bit of the old Morse code. 350? 300? 
I would have to guess there's normally at least one episode per Anderson series where Morse code seems to save the day. Fifty. And again, it's it's a nice resolution. You expect Stingray to go to battle with this craft. Hold the missiles by remote control. And we don't have to do that, but we do get an explosion. You know, for, for those of us who are looking forward to an explosion, we get one anyway. Of the approaching craft, they were spelling out Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah, in the international distress code. Then what are we waiting for? La 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 la. It's happy. We've made a new friend. Well, I guess we've worked out all our little problems now. How can we ever thank you for treating us so well? When we almost robbed you of your wives. Wives? What do you know about me and phones? The word, is it not? Or is it lives? Oh. Well, that's better. I guess we... Australians have got such a great command of English, it's surprising they would um, confuse those two words. Your lasting friendship. Yay, free oil for everybody. And the guy on the rig is very happy. Because he gets a, a spurt full in the face. I've always felt, though, with that ending, there, there should be a moment. It would be a very uh, Stingray moment for him to then go back to his cabin and, um, in celebration, light up a big cigar, blow the rig to bits, and then it cuts back to him in the debris and he's, he's all smouldering and whatever, and he says, Well, if that don't beat all. I've always felt that ending should be there. It's, it's probably just me, but uh, hey-ho, that was Sea of Oil, uh, a very early episode of Stingray, um, which introduces the idea that not all underwater creatures are a threat, which is a very welcome one. Um, some nice effects work with the rig. Um, it also, unfortunately, introduces uh, an element of the series that thankfully will not stick around very long, namely Little Oink. <laughs> I don't know if Oink has too many fans, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, if you are an Oink fan, please, uh, please, you know, give him some love on 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 the Facebook group, perhaps, or uh, or maybe just keep it to yourself. But anyway, I rather enjoyed that one. Uh, I've always rather enjoyed that one, to be honest. It's it's not great, but there's nothing wrong with it as such. It's just you know a, a, a typical average episode of Stingray. Some enjoyable effects work, some nice character moments, uh, particularly. Getting Atlanta out of the control tower for the first time and uh, letting her go on a bit of an adventure. Good stuff. 